I del 1 og med Dona Staka møter vi en ung kvinne fra det nordlige Albania som er levende opptatt av politikk. Men hun er aller mest opptatt av sitt fellesskap med Gud og er usikker på om det er en god mix med det politiske engasjement. Edona forteller om sin barndom og ikke minst familien sin, far og mor og søster. Og Edona snakker levende om Antonio, fotballproff og brennende kristen. Og hvordan han mener Edona, en ekte katolikk, burde gå dypere inn i skriften. Møtet med Edona i del 1 slutter med hennes angst for mørke. Da får hun et gjennomgripende råd fra Antonio. Og vi sa goodnight til hverandre, og jeg ville til å sleve. Og den natten så jeg drømmen som jeg kan kalle et tøyningspunkt i mitt liv. In my dream, I was um, sitting in my bed in my old apartment and uh, I was feeling frightened of darkness in my dream. And I actually remind of Antonio's words that you have to speak out loud to ask for Jesus' help. Began, the light of my room began to shake, you know, and I, I didn't understand what was happening and I saw directly to the light and a brighter light came directly in the room and filled it. You know, my room was all around with a special light. I knew that it wasn't a normal light, it was a special, a divine light. And in the moment, the first reaction was to protect my eyes from that light, you know. And in the dream, Antonio knocks the door of my bedroom and says, Edona. And I said, what? Do you know? I've just met Jesus and he told me that I'm going to Edona. And I stood up in my bed and I was just like, what are you saying? Jesus is coming to meet me. You know, I was very confused in my dream. And in that moment, from the window of my bedroom, a brighter light came into my room. And uh, it was like an infinite road. And I saw Jesus coming toward me. He was uh, wearing uh, like a traditional, I think, Jewish cloth with a wrap here red band, I think, and um, 
His hair was um, long till there, till here, I think. Uh, not blonde, not, not dark hair, a, a thin face, clear, big blue eyes, and uh, he came to me and he just said that he bounded a little toward me and he said that, Edona, did you seek for me? Have you been looking for me? <laughs> and he said, uh, I came for you. You've been asking for me and I came for you. And uh, he left my room and I saw him leaving and uh, after him it was like a I don't know, like a divine sand. Like now I can tell that it was grace falling from him, him um, down to me. And I, he told me that I will come back to you again. I have some things to do, but I will come back to you. And in that morning, I woke up and I saw the clock. It was around 4 a.m. in the morning. And I didn't actually realize what, what, I, what I just did so, you know. It was like, oh my God, what did you dream about? You dreamed about Jesus Christ? And I started like... A very heartful crying but it was a crying from the privilege that Jesus met me in my dreams you know it was like oh my god Jesus you know Jesus Christ came for you in your dreams so I began to think that there was something special going on in my life. I immediately understood that I had to do something to keep it, to keep that grace that he left me, to keep that grace in my life. And suddenly I just felt the need to just stand in my knees and pray to God and then I've never felt more complete than that time you know just praying 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 what came in my mind I just prayed to God I just spoke to him I just spoke like with a pure heart like a child to him and um, I don't know from that moment and on I have this strong feeling that I have just to talk to God first. You know, just, just talk to God. You saw him, you met him. Now he wants from you just to talk to him. And that's what I did all days long. Maybe for two or three weeks. Just praying and I had this sensation that I want more. I want to know more. What was that? Why was that? What happened then? is that a girl in my city, 
that I knew that he, she didn't have any, I don't know, any good, good thoughts about me, you know, I know that me and her weren't any, I don't know, we weren't going to be friends any day, anytime. So he sent me a friend request in Instagram and I was like, oh my God, she never liked me. Why she did send me a friend request on Instagram? And I accepted her friend request only because she was a girl. And she wrote me in Insta message. She wrote me, Edona, how are you? I, I know that this could be like strange to you. This may, be, may seem strange to you, but I can't stop thinking of you. And I, I think that God has put me in my heart, your name, and I just feel that I have to invite you in a church that I'm going. And I was, yeah, tell me, Rosie, in what church do I have to come, you know? And she said to me, at the church Hope for Škodra. And I was, oh my God, in Antonio's church, you know, I have to go back there twice. <laughs> But I said yes, I said yes, because I didn't refuse her request, actually. And I had this little hope that I would see Antonio there also. And uh, that day I went unprepared for judgment, you know. I was like, I know what is going to be there. I know what is going to happen there. So I'm just going to fulfill her request, you know. And I sat there and the sermon began, you know preaching and preaching and preaching and everybody around me was like crying and worshiping you know and all that felt so strange to me and in that moment <laughs> the preacher says and I think that I don't know he pointed the finger toward me it's the part at uh, Mark I think or Matthew when Christ asks his disciples who people think I am and one of them said that people think that you are Elijah, people think that you are Moses, people think that you are Savior, etc, etc. And then Jesus Christ asks Peter, Peter, who do you think I am? And Peter's response was, you are Jesus Christ, son of the living God. And the preacher was pointing the finger toward me. You are Jesus Christ, son of the living God. And that really, really pointed my heart. It was something, I don't know, very messy. And I, I just felt I was going to cry. You know, it sounded me all the time. Jesus Christ, son of the living God, son of the living God. And I don't know, it just brought me into tears. And at first I felt ashamed to, to cry because I looked around me and I saw that everyone was crying. So I said, cry, <laughs> cry as much as you can because you are feeling it. So I couldn't stop crying in that moment till the sermon ended. And um, at the end of the day, I just said to my friend that I need to come 
here again. I need to, to hear what, what the next word is for me. And um, I began to go in the church and I went there two more times in that period. And um, the preacher invited me to have a Bible study. He was just, he approached to us, me and my friends, and he just said, uh, look girls, I'm thinking to begin a Bible study with a new group. Are you interested to come in? And I was, yes, that's definitely what I want, to teach more about Bible. But the pandemic came. And uh, we, have, we had to think, how can we do this Bible study? And we just decided to make it online, to have meeting groups online. And I don't know in what works, words to describe it, but um, it was the most wonderful time of my life for me. I passed a fantastic pandemic. It was all about learning about God, hearing from His Word, reading His Word, praying, knowing things that I never knew before, thinking in a way that I didn't thought before. So I think that was that pandemic time that actually transformed me. And when I made the rightest decision, decision of my life, uh, going after Christ. Oplever du efter denna upplevelsen den samma ivren efter att vittna om Jesus som du märkt hos Antonio? Well, I can definitely say yes. I totally 100% I can understand him now, only now, because I have the same passion and fire in my heart to speak. I don't know if I can say to lost people. Yeah. So it's the same thing that characterizes me right now. The passion to speak to others and what's actually what I did immediately when I understood who Jesus Christ is and what he have done for me, the work for me began. So I have to talk at first with my family, with my closest friends. I have to share the gospel with them. I have to share, I had to share what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, what was in my heart, what was going on in my mind, you know, and that's what I did. But the point here is that being in a rush to talk to others, it has a little bit risk that you can burn them. So I didn't have any experience how to talk to people, like gently, caring. I just wanted them to know what I was feeling. And you have to feel the same way, you know. It's a wonderful world. It's like a whole new world. But nobody understood me because it's not enough just to tell them. They have to feel it. So I used to be in their position, but they weren't in my position. So I had to stop for a little and think, 
How can I reach them? How can I lead them to gospel? How can I lead them to God? What I have to do? And then when I understand that you have to imitate Christ. So if they, if you want for them to understand what you are experiencing, you have to show them that you have really changed. Du har fått uppgifter i menigheten, hoppforskoder, bland annat i låsangstime. Hurdan skedde det? As I told you before, I used to sing when I was little. And um, I stopped singing because of my other engagements. And uh, I stopped singing for around, I think, 17 or 18 years old now. And uh, I never took a microphone ever again to sing, not even in the shower. <laughs> so when I came in the church, I learned all the songs and I was singing all by myself, you know, joining the worshiping with all my heart. <laughs> uh, some of them knew that I used to sing before in my childhood, but it wasn't any serious thing, you know. Anybody can be a singer in childhood, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was one day that Pastor Coley was near me, <laughs> was in front of me, <laughs> and I was singing <laughs> with all my heart. And when the worship uh, ended, he turned to me and he said, you have a good voice, you have to be there. And I said, no, thank you. I am done with singing. <laughs> but one day I found myself in a group chat in WhatsApp, part of the group of worshiping where pastor <laughs> put me in. <laughs> and it was like a command that you have to be in the worship group. And I immediately obeyed because I understood that God had given me so many talents. And when God gives you talents, you have to use them for His name yeah. to give Him glory. What brenner du specielt for i menigheten, Edona, og når du tenker fremover i tid? I feel in a very strong way in my heart that I have to speak to people. I have something to tell. Yeah. And I have to speak it up. And I feel um, so upset when I see uh, my family at first that isn't running after God. And I feel very upset when I see lost people every day. They are actually good people. Mm. And they try uh, uh, all their best to do good things. But uh, everything is lost without God. And that what hurts me the most. Mm. I have this very heavy weight in my shoulders. Um, that fact that people doesn't know that their lives could be a hundred percent better with the presence of God, living in the presence of God. And I feel so desperate that I 
Sometimes I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what chances to take advantages of, you know, and I'm just praying that God give me words in any situation that I am with any people that I have in front of me, give me one word for them. Just give me the possibility to talk to them, open their heart and open their minds so they can maybe not understand me, but that I can move some kind of curiosity in their hearts for what I'm talking about. So I'm just seeking for everyday opportunities to speak to the people to my family, to my friends, to my colleagues. Because it's very tough for me that someday I might not see them again and uh, they will be lost forever. And it hurts very much. And another thing that I'd love to, to improve to myself if, is being part of a social ministry because uh, I used to be in uh, NGOs and organizations that did charity uh, for poor families and it's I, I feel that so much I feel that so much but now I know that you can't just go to poor families and give them food or build for them a home because you don't need a home without the presence of God in it so what I understood is that people at first need to know God than to bring to them food and build homes for them. So I'm trying to combine these two things, helping people finding God at first. What betyr menigheten for dig, Donna? I don't have uh, the right specification, I think, but I just feel to say that is the company of saints, of living saints. And I'm very blessed to be part of the church. And I choose to be part of the church. Antonio, du blev forlovet for en tid tilbake. Hvordan ser du for deg fremtiden med han? Yes, I got engaged to the guy who led me to God. Thanks God for that. Mm. Uh, me and Antonio are going to be a bombastic couple in spreading the gospel. And I think that our duo is always maybe in fire for the lost people. So what is that thing that connects me and Antonio so much is that um, we are always in a hurry, in a rush to talk to others because we have understood that we don't have time no. because we don't know what things may happen to our beloved, to our cousins, to our friends. So we don't waste any day to talk to them. And uh, we are trying so much to obey God in everything, to hear God's voice and to understand God's plan for us. Mm. And um, I think that 
both of, of us wants to give God glory in our marriage, in our future marriage. And uh, I want so bad to live in the presence of God and to live under His light and under His word. And uh, I know that Antonio is uh, really ready for that also. And uh, we are trying to keep each other in line. Mm -hmm. You know, when I make mistakes, Antonio is always correcting me by the word of God. When he does mistakes, I'm always correcting him facing the Bible. Not like judgments of this word or advices from this word. We have Bible to face and to advise with. Tusen hjertelig takk for alt det du delte. Det var så sterkt, og så vil jeg ønske dig og Antonio lykke til i det som ligger foran dere. Det blir spennende å se reisen videre. I receive the blessing. Amen. And God bless you too. Amen. Halleluja. Yeah.